With the first overall pick in the draft, the Orioles select. Hold on a second. It's here in my pocket somewhere. Uh, order completed by number eight. This is Corey, and this is the other <laughs> of the podcast. Good afternoon. This is Rob. Welcome to episode 269 of the Early Anthem Podcast. We're coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for rating and subscribing when that's possible and telling people because uh, everyone likes telling people things. Of course. And of course, you can find more O the Anthem at O the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're watching right now live at facebook.com forward slash O the Anthem. And of course, uh, you can find all the videos for O the Anthem at youtube.com forward slash O the Anthem and everything O the Anthem related at O the Anthem.com. Yes, indeed. Now, we do have one message for everyone out there today, and that's we're all going to die. <laughs> and by all, I don't mean you guys in Baltimore. You'll be fine. Uh, we out here in California are all going to die. In the Golden State? Uh, well, eh, maybe just Southern California. That's probably what we're, I'm yeah. talking about. More. Okay. Um, for any of you who follow me on Instagram, you can right here at Robert and Cheek. Right there at Robert and Cheek. Uh, I have been watching very closely. <laughs> I've been watching very closely this earthquake situation. Uh, and by we watching, I mean following Earthquake Bot, which is a Twitter bot that uh, is automatic. And every time an earthquake in Southern California is felt or registered, it tweets out, hey, earthquake. And Glen Avon, California, has been having a bunch of mini quakes in the last week. I think they're, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's like one of the places where they figure out where earthquakes are. Like, that's one of their detection areas or something. It's very close. It's out there in San Bernardino somewhere. So, like, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, I wish I could pull up a map and show you. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's say this is Southern California, where this is the ocean, and this is is nevada nevada let's say okay yeah. so Corey and i are somewhere here mm -hmm. inside the mountain range that loops the la basin and this detection place is like here somewhere between that mountain range and the nevada border um out in san bernardino out very near san dimas which is a real place for those of you who are fans of bill and ted's excellent adventure mm -hmm. but we're about to have a not so excellent adventure because it seems as though the earth itself is about ready to open up and take us in. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, it could be nothing. There's a lot of mini quakes all the time. It just so happens that these mini quakes are all happening in one place. And that could be a precursor to an earthquake. It could be uh, uh, pre-shocks, as they say. Mm. And no one feels them because they're all like less than uh, two on the Richter scale. Uh, but Well, do you have the... Uh Early de early detector app? Uh, I do. However, that thing kills your battery. So uh, I I have the app on. I don't have it turned on, but I have it on my phone. And I'm wondering if like... The shake alert one? Yeah. I'm wondering if yeah. it'll just like alert me because it's on my phone or if I have to have it running at all times. But I'm hoping that uh, it'll alert me without me running the app. Because yeah. if you run it in the background, it will kill your battery. Basically, it, it pulls your GPS. Yeah. And it's telling you when to expect it. And I'm like, hey, I'm in L.A., so just give me a general warning. <laughs> so, I think the idea is if I was if in... If there's a major quirk, quake anywhere in L.A., just let me know Just there. let me know <laughs> where it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm in uh, Hollywood during the day. Corey is generally here in downtown. And earthquakes are probably going to start east of here. So if we were both running the app and it was killing both of our batteries, then his would go off about mm, a minute before mine, just saying, hey, quake's coming. And See, then but I think it alerts later. you... Like, 
early, no matter what. Like as soon as they detect a big quake, yeah, I think it's, it's an expectation of shaking. So mm. it's it's basically saying, hey, yes, you can. You're gonna feel some shaking. And then when it, the waves continue westward, then it will alert me like, hey, shaking's going to start. Get ready. Yeah. It's not like an emergency broadcast system where it's like, L.A., be careful. It's like yeah. you are in the path of the shaking. Because for some earthquakes, uh, if we're far enough west, you wouldn't actually feel it because it's going north-south along the uh, San, Andreas. San Andreas fault. Yeah. But anyway, so this may be the last podcast. <laughs> Before California breaks up. Yeah. Uh, also. Comes I, to its own island. I just had the th- the idea. Like, see ya, US. <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome, but tragic, if the big one happened during the show, and we could be live right now recording while the earthquake was happening? I'd be... I'd be trying to like steady all the cameras and, and stuff. And like, the Experience video just, with we're us. Like, ah! <laughs> and the video just goes out. Yeah. And we're just stuck. Yeah, people wonder where we are. But uh, anyway... So uh, the earth itself is trying to kill us. Uh, we moved to a place that is pristinely beautiful most of the time. but uh, <laughs> Except for this year. Like, so oh, we're, we're exactly six months into the year, and I don't think there's been a single L.A. day since. There's been a few, but they're just like few and far between. Like, we had the May Gray yeah, that I mean, went like from it, April to June. So. It's like the, the highest I feel like we've gotten all year is like 80 maybe. Yeah. And there's there hasn't been like a real like sunny California day like all year. I've been calling my parents and, and they're like, oh, it went from ninety nine down to sixty in three <laughs> days. And I'm like, I do not miss Maryland. I do not miss <laughs> having all the seasons in one week. So I'll take eighty. Yeah. Because also above eighty, I'm just sweating. It's not really yeah. nicer. I, I, eighty. Listen, is nice. I'm not I'm not complaining about like you know this weather is ideal for me, but I'm I'm tired of hearing everyone else going like, when is it gonna be California again? I mean, I'll, yeah. Uh, <laughs> stop complaining about that, guys. Uh, no matter where you are in the country, it's worse than it is here. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's consistently seventy five every day since January. Oh, boo hoo. <laughs> oh, we got down to sixty last night. Well, I hope you took your jacket. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. But uh, we then have to also deal with fires and mudslides and earthquakes and uh, they just, the earth itself just wants to kill you. Yeah. So, uh, oh, well, one of those things. Um, in other news, uh, apparently the football team's trying to kill us and uh, maybe the baseball team for once is not. Yeah, but uh, I think we should uh, transition and talk a little sports ball. <laughs> It's been so long, I don't even remember what the uh, music is to that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started doing the sound, and I'm like, that's not right. Well, also, people could hear you doing that. Yeah, I know. I like singing along because I was going <laughs> to sing along with it, but then I'm like, I don't remember what the song is, so maybe it's not. It's all maybe new to me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so both of our teams in Baltimore, uh, well, one of them is, is allegedly playing. Um, uh, I can't say for sure. I have not watched a single game. I haven't watched a single game this year, uh, except for the brief bits that I caught when I come over here and you're watching at some point. Yeah, but even now, like, I, you know, I realized that, uh, so the draft was today, and uh, I listened to a little bit of the MLB Tonight Show, or Baseball Tonight Show on uh, my podcast app, which is, like, the first time I've listened to it all year, and I'm just, like, listening, it's just, like, the Yankees are in disarray, but it's a whole bunch of scrappy players and not their stars who are carrying them. I'm just like, what? What, <laughs> what is this? Like, I feel lost without uh, 
a good baseball team to follow. And I mean, like, I guess I could start following the Dodgers just to like feel the competitive energy of it, but it's just not, not the same. Good. They're not that good this year either. No, though, they're right? leading like, the NOS. I know, but it's like not the runaway team. Uh, oh, maybe not. I'm not really following base. The problem is like when your heart's not in it, it's just like eh, it's so baseball's, hard to care. That's yeah, the problem. Baseball's like, fine, I guess. Uh, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is, I think uh, the boys need to go to a Dodger game. I think that'll get me in the spirit. This is the third consecutive year without uh, an opening day. Yeah, and it really, I think it really just got to me that like the team's not good, so I don't want to watch. I don't want to follow. We didn't have opening day, even when the teams were bad. We had opening day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think and we there's... still had a certain number. Like, oh yeah, the it tickets. Was, it was that thing where it's just like, uh, I want to go to the. I, I haven't been to a game in two weeks. So I want to go to a game. I need to get there. Yep. But like when it's three thousand miles away, that's not. I was gonna say we. Uh, I don't think that we went three weeks without a ticket either. Like probably not. There. I mean, like even when you were living at uh, Charles Center. Yeah. Uh, I we went to like twenty seven games or something like that one year. And yeah. That before was like a low. Before I went to law school, we went to twenty seven games, and there were fifty four or fifty eight home games that were there. We went to like almost half of them in the time between when I. Uh, uh, when the season started, when I left for law school. Yeah. So, Checking in on, on how off Rob is. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers are 41 and 19. Mm, damn. Which is the best record in baseball. And also basically the opposite of the Orioles, if I caught that correctly. 19 and 47. 18 and 41. 18 and 41. Yeah. So, so we have opposite. one. We have one less win than Dodgers have losses. Yeah. <laughs> what a year. <laughs> so let's go back to our beginning Orioles, of the year prediction. Orioles a crazy 20 and a half games back. It's not even the goddamn All Star break. <laughs> we, uh, when are we statistically eliminated? What's the number one Tomorrow. in the AL East? Yeah, when's the AL East? What's the uh, number one team have? Uh, Thirty-eight. The at the yeah. Top. So they're twenty wins ahead of us. Okay. So, but mm, I'm trying to think. So really, we we're never we won't be statistically eliminated until August, right? Because like. If the Yankees lost everything, well, and even so, like we would still be in the wild card running, I guess, until like st- you know, like statistically, statistically speaking, yeah. I mean, like not I mean, realistically, anyone who looks at this, and uh, the next closest team has nineteen wins, so it's us and the Royals. Ooh, man, it's a sad time for the Royals. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're the we're the only ones with less than twenty wins. So uh, yeah, for all those but fans the good news, we've met, the good news, the uh, because of the Orioles' futility. <laughs> We get a good we draft get, pick. We get the number one overall draft pick for the second time in team history. I think Ben McDonald was, a lot, was the only other one. Now, of course, that's not based on their current shitty play. That's based on last year's shitty play. Right. Yeah. So, so let's not get that confused. So if we right? continue, if the season were to end today, this is usually get, a playoff thing. Yeah. We if the season were to year. end today, we would have the number one pick in next year's draft as well, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, let's let's build up the farm system a bit. Except uh, for uh, baseball, unlike uh, basketball and sometimes football, uh, our draft picks aren't going to be playing next year. It's going right. to be go into A, maybe double A. And um, well, I mean, like, so I, I was watching the the draft live when uh, so the, going back a little bit. Uh, Adley Rossman is the is the catcher we drafted with our number one overall pick. And you're saying, I don't know that name. Well, you must not watch college baseball. <laughs> you must not be familiar with Oregon State University and their powerhouse <laughs> program. Hold on. Let me find this thing from the ringer. Because, but uh, to be fair, uh, those of you who have been following our podcast for a while, you may have uh, remember us talking about Baseball Jesus. Um, yeah. Well, Baseball Jesus uh, what, tore his... 
Tommy was it Tommy John surgery or was it ACL MCL that Weeders had? Tommy John. Yeah, but that was a couple years in. He just yeah. never was exactly he, what we thought he was going to be. Yeah, so here, yeah. here's the here's the here's the thing from uh, the Ringer, which uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that it, title. It uh, this is one of the this is part of the the brokenness of being an Orioles fan, though. I read this and I get really excited, and then I start thinking. Yeah, but he's just going to fucking flame out, I and mean, that's yeah. just going to upset me. Yeah. Uh, top MLB draft prospect Adley Rushman isn't Buster Posey. He's better. Woo. The Oregon State catcher is a generational talent with a world-beating bat at a defense first position. Now the Orioles just need to avoid getting cute and take him first overall. <laughs> so this was written right before the draft, yes. obviously. And um, they did. They took him first. And over. did you see this video, by the way? No, no, wait, wait. All right, so wait. So let's, uh... he's going to he's going to join. Uh, he joined uh, Barry Bonds. And Josh Hamilton, in a very unusual stat. Okay, he was walked intentionally with the bases loaded. Oh, because they were so fearful. It, so the, the Cincinnati was leading five to two. Oh, give up one instead of give up four. Yeah. Yep. And okay. he had already had a double and a single, and was intentionally walked earlier in the game. This was the seventh inning, and they decided to intentionally walk him and give up the one run rather than have him play the video. Let's do a little color. I'm gonna do a little color in here. So. Uh, we have Aldi. Is it Adley? Adley uh, is coming up to bat. Uh, he's wearing his beautiful OSU dark uh, color uniform. Uh, I guess that's their probably their home uniform, right? Um, and oh, uh, it looks like they're going to go and talk things over. The catcher's no, heading out to the mound. Oh, he's wait, like, no. you can go to first. No, nope, like, go ahead. Really? Okay. And you're going to walk in a run. So uh, Cincinnati now stays up five to three, but the danger has been avoided. Zero outs. Of pieces. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, what do you? Again, worry about giving up four yeah. and giving up the lead. Instead, you give up one and try to work your way out of a jam. But then you put, I think he's a good base runner as well, though, right? Like, um, no. it's not fast, so, but smart. It, I thought it was like a thing, like, they liked putting him on second because then, at least in scoring position. No, that might have been somebody else. So the, Maybe not. The, okay. the article. I don't follow college see. baseball. I wonder where it was written here. Uh, basically, they explain in this article that he has an incredible eye, like, is mm -hmm. a great hit tool. Uh, a lot of power, and is an incredible defenseman with a great arm behind the plate. Okay, his only inefficiency is that he's a catcher who's six foot two and can't run. Oh at yeah, all. no, no. So it wasn't that he's fast; it's that he was a smart base runner, and uh, his proficient skills in a defensive position made him a smarter base Where, runner. Oh, here it is. Uh, here it uh, is. Rushman, however, is not only a catcher but a good defender behind the dish and a switch hitter to boot. The only skill he doesn't have is speed. At six foot two, two hundred sixteen pounds, Rushman looks as clunky and steam powered on a dead run as his last name sounds. Rushman, Rushman, Rushman. But that's not essential for a catcher. He frames well, blocks well, and throws extremely well. And you know what the key is? Uh, when you hit it over the fence, you don't have to. Yeah, run. You don't have to run that fast. No, nah, just joking. good news about that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, four. Ooh, where was it here? Do, do, do. Say something. So yeah, so uh, the MLB draft, I I didn't realize. This. Are they doing the multi night affair like the NFL does? Well, yeah. So the N MLB draft is like fifteen rounds or yeah, something. Yeah, so but I mean, they have like they kind of go like all week with it. I think. I was gonna say, but so only the first round tonight, though. Yeah, they only, only showed the first round tonight, yeah. and then like the rest of them. They, I like don't two, think they're like two, even two, televised anywhere. It's just like yeah, two you through can, four, and then you can follow it online if you want. Yeah, uh, which Corey will, of course. Yeah, twenty-one-year-old <laughs> uh, hit four eleven with five seventy-five, seven fifty-one in his junior year after hitting four oh eight, five 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 oh five, six twenty-eight as a sophomore. Damn. Uh, 
17 home runs, 57 RBIs in uh, 50 some games. And he's uh, so I mean, like if you think about that in terms of like, I mean, he's a catcher, so he won't play every single game. Right, but yeah, take those 50 Although, games, a, a college, multiply it by three. You're looking at like 45 ish home runs, 40 to 45 home runs a season. Maybe a college, if you put it into a college uh, catcher might play every game. Yeah, they they have a little bit more time between. Yeah. It's not like you're going to get that those two pitchers in major in, in the major leagues though he's not going to play okay, every day. Yeah, I mean yeah. like he'll he'll sit out, you know, every 4 games or something like that. That's so okay. Well, he played 50 games. We play 162 in the uh, majors mm-hmm. and uh if he can keep that 400 going over his up appearances in half the games, yeah. I will uh, I'll I'll accept the fact that he's not available to play. I mean, it, basically every every example I've seen of what they think he's going to be is Joe Maurer or Buster Posey, which to me are two MVPs. Yes. And I will gladly take that. Either one of those. Uh, we'll slowly build up the rest of the things, but a power hitting catcher is something that is so hard and so like, it's like a, a, a shortstop who could hit 50 home runs. You're just like, you're not supposed to do this. Oh, well, we had, <laughs> I think we had one of those too, didn't we? Oh, um, yeah, at one point. We oh, he plays for Los Angeles now. Oh, no, no. San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. So he's San Diego now. <laughs> Which, by the way, that would probably get me into the game too. Let's go see Manny play in San Diego. Just yeah. like, fuck, go, and maybe I'll get into baseball again. But well, the Orioles are going to play in San Diego here soon. Coming so. up, right? Yeah. yeah, June? Something like that. Is it in June? It's already June, so yeah, we should probably check and see. Yeah. Um, but it's a midweek thing, right? Uh, I think it was like Monday, Tuesday or something like uh, that. So of course, yeah. of course. Anyway, uh, I have 22 days of PTO, so I feel like maybe I could take a day, go to San Diego, just take one off, see a baseball game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so good news on the Orioles front, although, uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I, it, it's just like the, the same thing with the Capitals for so long. Yeah. It's the, it's the unbreakable sense of dread yeah. that I have that sur- surround all my sports teams. It's like, I should be really excited about Adley Rushman. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like we got Zion or we got LeBron. Like the, the, this is the level of talent that they're talking about uh, Adley at. Yeah. But like, but- I just can't trust that it's like, he, he'll have a career where he has like four MVPs and he makes 10 all-star teams and hits 500 career home runs or something like that. Yeah. And I'm still going to be like sitting there like 18 years into his career like, it's all going to come crashing down sooner or later. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. To be fair, <laughs> that is the career he's going to have. He's just not going to have that in Baltimore. He'll have that after his first contract is up and then he moves on. To what he signs challenge. with San Diego? Yeah, yeah. Um, When somebody pays in a new powerhouse, San Diego. I mean, it's, it's just the thing of like, will they build the team around him to compete? Manny never got that. I mean, I guess he got it that one season. See, I wonder if but. I wonder if the Orioles were if they had like won a World Series at some point along the line, and maybe they had like built onto the team that they already had. Yeah, and they were competitive. Now, would they have made some sort of serious offer to Manny? I mean, because or does I think he stay they, I just think to they, do that. I think the thing, the thought process of everyone at the front was just like. You know, it's not like we're opposed to giving money to a superstar. Yeah. It's just that this is uh, why are we going to give him money now? And then he's going to be on a bad team for three of the seven years we sign him to. Yeah. And we're just throwing 70 million dollars away. Meanwhile, uh, if he goes to San Diego, has a couple of mediocre seasons, maybe we can get him back. San maybe Diego, trade for him. Yeah. yeah. Medio- uh, San Diego pays some of that bill and we get him back for, uh, you know, a song and Give him a team he can compete on. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, it doesn't look like that way, the little bit that I've seen about him this season. Uh, very angry young man, but also hitting the baseball very well. Yes. So uh, that plan would have backfired. <laughs> uh, however, the other team in Baltimore, um, 
Well, the Orioles have a guy who can uh, throw out many people from 120 feet away, mm-hmm. whatever the third side of a 90-90 triangle is. With a 90, where, all right, we have to solve for we have to solve for C. So it's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Well, it's 60 feet six inches to the mound, which is halfway there. So is it's it? 121 feet. See, I thought that, but then I was thinking like, all right, so 90 times 90. What's 90 squared? That's uh, 9 times 9 is 8. It's 810. 810. Uh, and so multiply that. We get 1,620 divided by uh, our square root of 1,620 is not 120. It's a little more than that. It's like 140. We should have brought out a calculator. <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, uh, we have a catcher who's going to be throwing out a lot of guys from that far away. Unfortunately, the other Baltimore team has a quarterback who can't hit a wide receiver without a defensive back on a 15 in. Uh, a four-step drop, yeah. which is very sad. And I know you are Mr. Positivity over there, and you're saying, oh, just <laughs> the guy, wait. The guy was just talking about like how Rushman's going to have a Hall of Fame career, and I'm just like, it's all going to come bad. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But you were the one who was calling f- to put in our, the new quarterback at the end of last season, and I was saying, stick it out with Joe. Come on, stick it out with Joe. Or maybe it was the opposite. I don't, think I don't that, remember. Yeah. It might have been the opposite. But I think I said once you pull them, you got to keep, you got to stick yeah. with them because it's going to be disheartening. And I was, I was saying, there's no, there's no loss at this point that's worth it. Just put Joe back in the game well, during well. San Diego, at least the first playoff Con- matchup. Yes, conveniently yeah. bad memory on my <laughs> part. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we the AFC North was shaping up to have like the battle of the next generation, basically. I mean, we had Baker uh, Mayfield, yep. in uh, Cincinnati or in um, Cleveland, Cleveland. Uh, Ben's on his last year of his contract and they're probably not going to renew in, st- in, uh, Pittsburgh. So that means somebody's kind of come in the draft this year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati has Dalton who yep. has not had a fabulous time the last three years. I mean, he's been, he's been very, uh, I always thought Dalton was kind of like Joe Flacco in a way, mm, like better, if, a better if, version, but yeah. if they had, if they had let Joe go a little bit. Or if at any point Joe had a receiver yeah. as good as A.J. Green. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. He would have been Andy Dahl. And also the, a couple of running backs that you can hand it off to who are halfway uh, decent. I mean, I think the Ravens have had some decent running backs during like the who? same. Like Ray Rice was good for a while. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. Until that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Before before the unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate incident. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, so maybe you're right about that. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, uh, honestly, like, you know, videos of you know, Lamar overthrowing receivers right now is not great. Like, it's not like I'm happy about it, but I'm also at the, at the thing right now, like they're going to install a completely new offense, which if you want to get upset about something with the Ravens, it's that they decided to create an entirely new offense for this year and not tell Lamar about it. (laughs) He showed up and he's like, Hey, "Hey, here's your new book. uh, What's this? Uh, Also, now that you say that, that makes me think maybe that call he thought was a 15 out and the guy did a 15 in and he was like, all right, well, um, let's go back. What, what what is it that I guess called? Uh, no, you're right. That was the end. Sorry. Morning Sorry. leg comes waddling into the <laughs> pile, and he's just like, I told you, Freddie Mercury's a 15 in now. Okay. Like, oh, okay. All right, back to it. Let's go. Yeah. Why are they all named after Freddie Mercury? <laughs> They're all named after <laughs> Down! Fat bottom girls! Fat bottom girls! <laughs> so it's all a little entertainment. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, speaking of music. Get Zeus Jr. breaking his neck. Like, what? Uh, speaking of uh, musical movies, you should check out Corey Baker Filmmaker's latest episode on Rocket Man. Yeah. Recorded today. Available at uh, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Yeah. On and, Anchor. Uh, all the, all the uh, podcast apps you, yeah. you choose. Yeah. That's a very and, of good. course, on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so 
I'm disheartened only because you kind of expect like the future of the franchise to come out and just like, you know, on his first crossing pattern, hit the receiver in the chest so hard that he like knocks the guy off his feet. And you're just like, yeah, that's the guy. That is the guy right there. Also, these these things are like not. So I remember uh, way back when when the Ravens first drafted Cadre Ishmael, Mm. there was some report out of camp where uh, they were doing, like, safety drills or something like that, where yeah. a running back or a, a wide receiver was going to be running with the ball, and it was just going to be, like, one safety at the other end who had yeah. to, like, sort of guard the imaginary, like, 4th and 25 line. Yeah. yeah. So he was just basically going to be, like, hanging out by the, the first down, and he had to make an open field tackle on the guy running. And Ishmael, who was, you know, outrageously fast, yeah. Runs, does a sprint downfield. Safety comes in to try and meet him, and Ishmael just completely jumped over him. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it was yeah, like yeah. a week worth of coverage, or like week worth of people going like, "This Kadre Ishmael guy is for real. Yeah. You better watch out. If he's clearing six foot safeties on a whim, then there there is something special that's going to happen here. Yeah. How that and then out. fast forward to Kadre Ishmael wasn't a very great receiver for the Ravens. I mean, it was fine. He was like a fourth wide receiver though. He wasn't like anything special. Didn't he go like to the Raiders though and do very well? No. Where else did he go? He left for a while and came no, back. No, I think you're thinking of like Rocket Ishmael. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Cadre was just somebody who just happened to have Ishmael as a last name. Yeah. So, yeah. but he wasn't okay. like, he wasn't, you know, he went to the Colts, I think, for a little while and had like an all right season. But he was never like a, a he was never the person that everyone like hyped him up to be after he jumped over a safety once. Yeah. And yeah. It, this is the, this is the old thing that happens all the time. You'll, you'll get some report. Of some Packers beat reporter who goes like, oh, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers looking kind of old out there. And then everyone starts freaking out and going mm. like, oh, no, it's the end of Aaron Rodgers. And then the season starts and Aaron Rodgers is just as good as he ever was. Yeah. Like, like, what, do you want me to try in preseason? It's my 19th don't, season, guys. Don't, Come on. Don't fucking read into the things that happen right now. Now, I mean, if we if we show up to like a Ravens, you know, draft party or something, like, you know, like or a Ravens like. Uh, preseason, a preseason party or yeah. something like that. And we see Lamar Jackson; he's like ballooned up to three hundred eighty pounds. Then perhaps we have some worries. But yeah, yeah. Like you know, right now, let's let's live in the now. Let's let's just uh, let him get time to uh, figure out how to do this when there are no penalties for not doing it right. So yeah, like nobody intercepting the very wide pass. Yeah, we're we're not going off. to we're not going to be eliminated from playoff contention now. So not like the Orioles. I was going <laughs> to say it's only the other okay. team in Baltimore. Who got eliminated from playoff contention three months before the season started? Oh man. Oh. Anyway, do you have anything more on sports? No, that's All right, it let's for close me. that on up then. <laughs> So uh, I want to jump from that into kind of follow up on a topic we've been talking about before, which is uh, we've been talking about the, the laws in the old uh, the old South, if you will. Uh, although the old South basically makes up everything between, you know, New York and California at this point. Uh, but uh, some uh, very controversial laws have been passed in Georgia and Alabama, Missouri, Montana, uh, Texas, basically all over the place. Yeah. But um, the only one of them that, that has film money, though, is uh, Georgia. I was going to say the the uh, impact is uh, we, California can't do much about all those, but it can do something about Georgia. Uh, and they sent the message uh, this week that uh, this uh, shall not stand. And of course, they spoke with one voice. And when I say they spoke with one voice, I meant they were all cowards until <laughs> someone spoke up. And then they all said, oh, yeah, us too. Us too. Yes. Also that. Well, it's funny because like immediately after uh, news of the bill had sort of broken, there were a lot of 
uh, I don't want to say smaller figures because I mean like they're individuals. Yeah, they were speaking more of like. Uh, we have been shooting in Georgia. We're not going to do it anymore if this continues. Like uh, I, I Jason think, Bateman was one of those, I think. Yeah, and uh, who's the other? Oh, God, why am I blanking on his name? What show? Uh, the League. Oh, he's uh, done a lot of movies. The brothers. With his brother. Yeah. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? God damn it! Somebody's yelling it right now at their podcaster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're like in their car, and it's just like, oh, you can't remember his name. Is it the uh, Ishmael brothers? Is that who I'm thinking <laughs> about? Ishmael's. Um, Jim and Jake Ishmael. Oh man. <laughs> The league cast. Wait, we got it. We're going to do this here. Uh, oh, you know what? I bet you I switched uh, the camera, too. I absolutely did. Um, <laughs> let's get this out of here. Uh, Duplass. Duplass yeah, Brothers. Yeah, yeah, Mark yes. Duplass. Mark Duplass said uh, uh, he wasn't going to film there anymore. And then uh, nothing from, like, a major company or a major player, no. per se. And then Netflix, I think it was last week that Netflix stepped in it or stepped well, out. Well, to be fair, it. first, uh, everyone looked at Tyler Perry and he said, uh, <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> he spent like a billion dollars in Georgia. He's like, <laughs> Tyler, I- <laughs> Tyler Perry's looking at his like $500 million compound that he built in Georgia. And he's just like, well, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, you really fucked me on this one, Georgia. Oh, you you got you want to hear about the 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 king and stepping in it though? Uh, just as a quick sidebar, uh, GoPro was about to uh, open up a new plant in China, mm. and then Trump came out with this tariff talk, and they were just like, "All right, so we're not going to have this plant in China. Instead, we're going to open it up in Mexico." <laughs> Fast forward a week later, guess who's getting tariffs too? GoPro, hey, hey, GoPro, uh, just open up one in Georgia. I'm sure you'll be fine. Nothing controversial there. Hey, how about this, guys? California is really the place you need to come. Uh, yeah, a little bit yeah, of wage is a little high. Yeah, but, the uh, taxes are sky high, but. In the end, you don't have to worry. I, I, that's not true. I, I can't say that Trump's not going to come out this week and be like, you know what? Tariffs on California, too. <laughs> Screw them. Um, by the way, is that whole uh, Cal Exit thing still happening? <laughs> kind of simmered down. Yeah. I haven't heard of from it uh everyone was very surprised about the trump thing and i think their cal exit plan was a little occupy wall street that was part of the problem where it's just like I think we're gonna break off we're gonna become our own country and we're gonna fight with the united states and it's just like uh i don't know about all that Anywho. Well, i think that was exactly it and then the people up in jefferson were like uh yeah we're also gonna fight you though i don't really know if you're doing this math correctly uh two front war united states won jefferson by the way, which is the non-existent country that exists in the northern five counties of California, yeah. which by by uh, area, huge, huge uh, amount of area. Population, very small, like <laughs> 30. <laughs> it's just like there's 117 people in this entire county, but they all have guns and they're all very angry. And they're also all Trump supporters. Um, anyway, so. Uh, speaking of speaking of the South, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Netflix came out about two weeks ago and said that if uh, this law goes into effect, then Netflix is going to have to seriously consider any investment in Georgia in the yeah. future. And then as soon as Netflix came out and everyone lauded them for <laughs> making a big step, is when it was followed by NBC Universal, Disney, all the other big players, yeah. basically yeah. saying, uh, "Yeah, we're doing the same thing." If if Georgia doesn't. Uh, if Georgia goes through with this, we're not going to. Now, they, they they don't have direct that threats. That's a problem. They're all just like, well, if you end up doing it, we're gonna have to think about it. Well, I think like there's the, no like, there's no like exactly like if you pass this law, we will start pulling money out of your state. It's like 
They can't do that though. Cause they have shareholders who are just like, wait, uh, what's the plan for Ozarks? That's going to be in production in three weeks. And what about all those people who are yeah, planning the, on having jobs? The good news is that anything that's in production right now, I imagine they're going to just sort of say like, Hey, we've already started our invest, you know, like we've already made mm-hmm. plans to shoot this here. We can't pull it out now. What about like, the stuff that's going to go into production in September? And they're like, all yeah, but I'm saying like done and we're any, ready. anything that anything that has gone through the steps of like pre-production is mm. probably safe. All and right. So the law isn't going to be signed right in away. In 2021, so. we are pulling out <laughs> our investment. Uh, we have a lot of pre-production going on in Georgia. But after that, we are done. Um, is it Murkowski who was on our cartoon president that we just Murkowski, right? Collins. Collins. Yeah, Susan um, Collins. The uh, all of the uh, t- the TV studios are basically playing the uh, Suzanne Collins of it all, where they're just like. <laughs> Listen, I just need a little bit of time. I'm telling you yes, but consider it a soft yes, and I might say no, uh, depending on a lot of factors and the money and everything. So, But I think, though, at least the message was sent um, because uh, the House, the Georgia, the lower lower house of the Georgia legislature is Mm -hmm. apparently now planning a session where they're going to go in and discuss. Uh, Now, so... My understanding, if I remember correctly, is that the bill was passed by both houses. It was signed by the governor, but much like many bills in many states, it has a date of effectiveness that is sometime in the future. And they are kind of presenting a, okay, so we got that point has been made, but also much money. So let's talk about what's the half measure that Hollywood will accept, but we still get our point across. Because remember, we already won. We already won on the whole thing. Yeah, we thing. got this bill out. So. We, got the, we got it done. But before we lose all the investment, let's figure out where we can wind this up so that uh, Hollywood doesn't pull their money out. Um, and I think that's going uh, to be the question in the end. Yeah. Just where, where does this lie? And does the governor uh, care, I think? Um, does the governor say, yeah, I'll <clears throat> sign this follow-up bill, which is an amendment to the first bill, uh, because we're going to lose money? Because... I don't know who the governor of Georgia is. Brian Kemp. And oh, that's right. He beat uh, Stacey uh, Abrams, Abrams yeah. for the seat. And he was the he was the uh, the one responsible for the voting machines. That's right. <laughs> now I remember. Yeah. Uh, so he's in his first term. So he does have to worry about reelection in yeah. uh, in 2020. So maybe. No, he would be 2020, uh, 2022. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Because that happened in 2018. It's been a lot of years already <laughs> since 2016. Have we talked about that? It feels like a million years. Good Lord. I'm just tired. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but so whether the message is effective or not, I think it's also just important to say, well, forget about what's in pre-production. Uh, if you are the head of Netflix or mm. Disney and someone brings this thing to you and says, uh, listen, it's a rural setting. Um you know, where you've been shooting Walking Dead, perfect for that. I don't think that you plan right now to go back to Georgia. You say, uh, Vancouver looks a lot like Georgia. Well, I mean, so, so it, the, Georgia bi- the Georgia incentives are great, and it's why so many things film there. But, I mean, there are incentives that are getting closer. It's, Georgia isn't the only game in town. You could go to New Orleans or to Louisiana uh, which has a similar kind of film credit program. It's just not as sweet as Georgia's. Yes. Um, and up until this point, uh, Louisiana hasn't passed some sort of bill like this out there. I Although, mean, like, I guess. Uh, Louisiana is has a very Republican legislature and mm. a Democratic governor. But the Democratic governor says, uh, it's the will of the people. If they send me a bill, 
and it has an overwhelming majority, I will sign it. So, I I don't I, I something tells me that uh, Louisiana isn't like a purple state, but no. it's certainly more purplish than Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, and something tells me that there's there's some moderate voices in play. I don't know the the construction of the the House or Senate in Louisiana either. Yeah, but something tells me just based off of how the state usually votes politically that there is a little bit more like why don't we wait this one out and see what happens first kind of like again but if you are the legislature in maryland or tennessee or somewhere else how is it that you're not jumping on this and being like we have a chance right now let's throw in some extra money into the the movie financing program and call it call it uh try to steal it well i guess the other thing is that there's a lot of argument as to whether or not it actually works okay so yeah there is a lot maryland has uh just as an example has increased its tax programs for filming Mm -hmm. uh in the last couple years but they've done it very incrementally they haven't gotten to the same sort of like pot that georgia has committed for this sort of thing by the way it's taken up by Two major programs in Maryland over yeah. the last few years, Veep and uh, well, that's the other thing. I mean, like Maryland's system was like you know, like we have a large pot of money that we're going that we're willing to give towards tax rebates. Uh, whoever comes to us first, and yeah. HBO's just sort of like sitting there going like, "Hey, Veep here," uh, and also and uh, House Netflix, of Cards, yeah. House of Cards, yeah, yeah, was the other one. Now House of Cards is done, so maybe some of that money is uh, available. But, and Veep uh, is done too. So oh, that's right, Veep is done too. Maybe it's time for Maryland filmmakers to make mm-hmm. a move. Maybe it's time for uh, us to take over a little stretch of the JFX for an opening scene. With mm. <laughs> yeah, we just need some funding for yeah. one of very many projects that are already <laughs> written. By the way, HBO, if you're listening, uh, just as a reminder, I have the better version of that Confederate show. Also, a, lots of other shows. There are many other things that we could film. Although your last thing was done in um, New York, not in Maryland. My last thing? Yeah. The the last thing you wrote in completion. Oh yeah. It's set in set New, New York, yeah. Rather than Maryland. So But I mean like I could do you know, you could just do a day in New York. You don't have to like <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna shoot Baltimore for New York. No, but I'm saying like, you know, you I mean it's yeah, if we if we said it in nineteen ninety one, Baltimore, New York are base current Baltimore, New York ninety one basically. Make it, make, all I need is a little studio space. We create a fake <laughs> A fake building where they operate out of, and then <laughs> half of your episode is uh, more than half is on the street. It's just him running of from place to place. The first episode, it's got a. <laughs> he's from New York. That's where things are gonna start. It, all it, right, it's all a right. show that goes across the country. Like, there's gonna be an episode where there's a debate. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna have to be in an empty room. It could be anywhere. How do you not put that at Hofstra? That's my question. That's gotta be at Hofstra. It will be at Hofstra. Now that you said it, one of the debates was at Hofstra, so it should be at Hofstra. <laughs> Uh, anyway. I'll just come to them and be like, hi, I'm an alumni who doesn't contribute anything to here. I'd really like to contribute something. And by that, I mean, I'd like to put the, the uh, campus on would, film. I would like to contribute something. And by that, I mean, I would like you to give me a sweetheart deal on filming here. Yay. I'm an alumni. You never did anything for me. Now, can you please do something for me? If you fail out, are you still an alumni? Whatever. I'm an alumni. <laughs> Hey, I'm an alumni. It's fine. <laughs> <coughs> Nearly twice over alumni. I've given them many hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think you owe me the gym for uh, <laughs> a week. For a week. Yeah. We'll come in the summer. All right. It's not like you got anything going on there. Uh, anyway, so it remains to be seen how much impact this whole thing's going to have. Uh, like I said, the response, the initial response of "Hey, let's go talk about it," though, probably good. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, uh, at least 
it sends a message and, uh, you know, don't plan on shooting anything in Georgia. I don't think that uh, it's going to be available if something doesn't change. Again, they'll shoot what they have. Yeah. But like, by the way, they're they're not good. I mean, like, it, you know, it's business at the end of the yeah. day. They are not going to if, if it would cost a penny more to change anything. They won't do it right until the until they have to. And they will make an argument like, you know, like, listen, we've already sort of sunk a lot of costs of this show into filming in Georgia. And we just have to finish. Yeah. But after this, after we're done with this and the five other projects that we currently yeah. have in pre-production in Georgia, we're done with Georgia. Well, this season like, of Ozarks can be shot in Georgia. But if next season they start winding up in Georgia, that's when people are like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. wait, wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. I thought you said mm-hmm. no more Georgia. Uh, why don't you shoot Arkansas for, for uh, oh, wait, Arkansas. Shoot Arkansas for Arkansas. How about that? <laughs> um, and just have an alternative. I was going to say Missouri, but yeah. uh, Missouri also passed a very restrictive yeah, yeah. law, so probably not a good place to put it either. Um, and uh, speaking of other, uh, uh, you know, powers that be that are trying to fuck you. Uh, Corey had some very strong thoughts about our next topic, which is uh, Apple debuted a new Mac Pro, <laughs> right? Mac Pro. Yeah. Because the MacBook Pro is something different. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys are aware, uh, Mac offers these little like canister computers. Oh, it's new now. It's not. It doesn't oh, look like a canister? trash can anymore. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a little better. Now it looks like, now it looks like a humongous cheese grater. Okay, so uh, yeah. big cheese grater computer. Um, going back to the old style, like a re- regular tower, or is it smaller than that? Well, so like they they showed like uh, I, I watched the WWDC this morning, mm-hmm. and they ha- they showed the thing where like you take Rant's off the the uh, aluminum casing or the steel casing, and there's gargantuan fans on the front of it that basically the whole thing takes runs on more power than a car. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> It has to have 19 fans in the front of it to keep it from like blowing up in your this, house. This but is I mean, not like, why you're upset, though. This no, is I, not what you were ranting about a few minutes ago. I uh, so Roberto and I were watching this, and we were we were looking at each other, and the the specs were ridiculous, and we were starting to do that. All right, well, the specs on this thing are ridiculous, and it's Apple. So how much is this thing gonna fucking cost? And then Roberto was just like, I bet you they get another three grand. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, you idiot. <laughs> you poor, simple idiot. Uh, and then they announced uh, the computer, the tower, at $6,000. People- Luckily, though, they throw in a lot of extras with that. No. The, <laughs> they, they announced the tower is $6,000. And then they announced that the monitor that they're also, you know, they, that, that works in tune with it is $5,000 or $6,000 for the HDR version. So right there, you're at $12,000. But that that display does not sit on its own. You need to buy an additional $999,000 thing to hold your monitor up. Yeah. So you're looking at $13,000 all in for this computer, which, ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. I will just say, like, you know, the, the uh, it, it has one and a half terabytes worth of memory. Yeah. Can run six uh, consecutive or six uh 6k displays like all at the same exact time you mean if i bought six of those no i'm saying like if you had a video with like six different eight six k's that were like all running at the same time on the video like a brady bunch type thing yeah yeah yeah. then it would be able to run without without any kind of trouble like it's it's a very impressive machine for thirteen thousand dollars by the way here's the here's here's the way you're saying 13 but for you forget that comes with no keyboard, that's, no mouse, that's pre-tax, yeah. uh, no tax involved. Uh, 
But yeah, so you're going to have a nice computer sitting there. Then you have to buy the $100. By the way, I just ordered one. $100 (laughs) Apple keyboard, which doesn't come with a mouse. You have to buy this separate $60 Apple mouse. And uh, if you want the Apple uh, the Apple mouse pad, they'll throw that in for a measly fifteen bucks. So yeah, I also like how it's it's the the whole thing has five ports on it or something like that. Too. Like it's like two USB Cs and two Thunderbolts. And I'm just like looking at it like, come on, guys, really? Can you just put like two fucking like regular USBs? Anytime like I'm I'm on set with somebody who has like a MacBook or something like that, like I'm looking at them going like, has anyone seen my dongle? I need a USB C to B dongle. Anyone got one? It's just like. Just keep the fucking thing on there. It's not that tough. Like, yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, they they were selling this thing. Uh, by the way, when they when they announced that the stand alone was a thousand dollars, there was an audible gasp from the crowd. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sure it's a very nice stand. She, she was just like, and the stand cost nine hundred ninety nine, and the whole crowd was like, oh my god. <laughs> By the way, but again, this whole fucking it, thing, this it doesn't stand without the stand. It's not like that's the upgraded you have, stand. You have to lean the monitor against the wall. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> you lean your six thousand dollar monitor. Against you the have wall. the. They, they also have a mounting bracket that you can buy. So okay. if you wanted to like mount it on your wall, you could do that. The mounting bracket is only two hundred dollars. So right. I mean, like that's. $800 less than the actual stand. Which and then if you move your desk slightly to the left, <laughs> remount the whole thing. Oh, man. Um, Be sure that's where you want it. But the uh, the hilarious thing about this all is that uh, this, this layout of this MacBook or this Mac Pro is with only 256 gigs of memory. Yeah. And I, all I'm thinking about is like the people, number one, normal people don't buy this computer. You guys might get one. For the purposes of like, if you have like a studio yep. that you, you have build there, five and them. you want to have like a, a the highest run Mac Pro, you yep. guys might have it. Uh, ESPN will probably get a couple because they have like high level editing that they have to do. Yeah, but like mostly companies are going to buy these, or you know, editors who make six figures a year. Yeah, <laughs> like editing films will will have these sort of things. Uh, normal people who don't have trust funds will not. Um, but the fact that they even bothered to tell us what the 256 gigabyte storage version of this thing is, yeah. is a real slap in the face to people no, who like, actually do. Like I argued. Like I, I, like, I, I wouldn't even think about like if, if, uh, my laptop went or if my computer went down, if my, my editing computer went yeah. down, I wouldn't even think about a computer with less than a terabyte of memory yes. or a terabyte of, of storage. I wouldn't, it wouldn't even cross my mind. So to uh, to tell us that the two hundred fifty six is thirteen thousand dollars. See, but but wait, as a, uh, you make a good point that we have studios and we might put one of these in our studios. Mm-hmm. Also in the studio. Also, you probably don't need it. That's just me well, saying. Uh, but also in the studio is the Pro Tools rack, mm-hmm. and this. Although I don't know, they for have sure, a rack mount version of this as well. I, say, I don't know for sure that. It will work with that few ports. <laughs> I don't know. With, I that's think with a, the Pro Tools rack, I need more ports. You're going to plug into this thing. You're going to plug but, into a, a, a huge H, an extension thing that allows hub. you to be a hub that lets you put in 18 USBs. But more importantly, my point is that uh, all of the storage is done in Pro in the Pro Tools rack. So yeah. it's just using it as a processor for all of the things that are happening in the rack. So the storage is there. A, a lot of it, it's all there, and it's just running the program and feeding information back and forth to the rack. So for that, you don't need a lot of, of storage. No, and, and But you do need ports, because I'm but, pretty sure I need yeah. at least five USB ports to hook up a USB. And I get uh, it. Thunderbolt tools. is fast. USB-C is yeah. fast. It, it's way faster than like a regular USB. Uh, like If you plug your uh, 
external hard drive into a USB. Yeah. Like, it, it's way faster than that. But at the same time, like, <laughs> I think this is a really good example. Essentially, what Apple is trying to sell you right now is a Lamborghini with a V8 engine. And every single one, one of the Vs is powered by an individual V6 engine. Yes. It's way the fuck overkill. You don't need it. It burns through gas like you've never fucking seen before. And to top it all off, we gave you a one-gallon tank. Mm. And then somebody goes like, that's not nearly enough. <laughs> and they're like, wait, they're that's just the intro version. Don't worry. We sell a follow car that will feed gas <laughs> into your vehicle while you drive. It's like, well, isn't that going to slow down the whole process? Yes, a lot. <laughs> it's like, eh. well, what's the point of having the V8 engine powered by the V6 engines if it's just going to run out of gas all the time? It's just like. I don't know. Maybe you should, maybe you should make your 8K content less than 256 gigs. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, if you would like more uh, storage, uh, simply purchase the upgraded version. Now, your price is going to go up significantly at that price point. You want 10 terabytes? We're looking at 25K. Just entry. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's a Mac. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the problem. At the end of this all, like they, they'll have like uh, ESPNs looking to buy a new editing computer, and they'll have a representative from Windows and a representative from Apple. And uh, you know, the Windows guy will just be like, "Listen, this computer right here, which we base at five thousand dollars, yeah, uh, pretty much has everything you need. If you wanted to add things on, like if a new graphics card comes out, you can just put it right in there. You want new memory, you can just install it. This is the type of thing that." If you wanted to, you could just replace parts of it all the time and have it run forever. Yep. Like, it, you know, it, until you get tired of it, you could just have it run. Yeah. And then replace a graphics yeah. card, and then another year later, new processor. Okay, great. Pop that off. Put the new processor on. Put the board back in. Just all day trading <laughs> yeah. stuff. But. And, then, and then Mac goes like, uh, we heard about how great it was that you could upgrade parts. So we decided to do that only this one time for this one computer. Mm, yeah. The big difference between ours and theirs, ours is the Apple on the side. How else are your employees going to know they're important if it doesn't have an Apple on the I'm side? I'm sold. I'm sold. I think, uh, yeah. Listen, but Bill, I think we got to make the investment. Keep in mind. Uh, it's $30,000 of the Apple, and it's $3,000 of the PC. Yeah, but that PC doesn't have an Apple on the side. I don't know if you noticed that. I'll put a sticker on it. I will I put a goddamn Apple on uh, but keep in mind that this company loves its uh, its users so much that uh, the rumor going around uh, coming out of Cupertino is that they are no longer going to offer the R version of their phones in the future because they feel as though it is reducing the brand. Yeah. Uh, now, this juxtaposed to Google, which released the Pixel 3 and then said, oh, that was a little bit of overkill. People don't really need it. Let's give them the Pixel 3a. 4 and, and 4a. What, no, the three, 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 three A. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what they're saying now is that we have found that people get the three A and then say, this is fantastic. You know what? The only thing I don't like, the processor's a little slow. Well, guess what? Yeah. The three has everything you want. So we give you an intro to the flagship. And then maybe, by the way, uh, if you go back to Google with your Pixel 3A within like three or four months, you get like 80% value yeah. on your trade in. And it's like, okay, so. I have to spend a little extra to try the 3A for a while, but it's perfect except for the processor speed. Great. We got a Snapdragon 812 on this one. This is everything you want. And the 4, now they're saying the 4 will be a 4, followed by a few weeks later a 4A, um, because that's the new plan for them. Get you in. You like the phone, but you're missing something? Great. Here's the, uh, the full flagship. And Apple's doing the opposite, where they're like, uh, listen, we gave you the R 
the R wasn't for America. The R was for all those other places. I will, I, I, I brag on Apple a lot. I would like to say one thing that I, I they, they announced today that I really enjoyed. And I wish that Google, iTunes is breaking up well, no, oh, that no, no, okay. uh, that I wish Google would do uh, because I, I think it's wonderful. So uh, when you sign up for a new app and it wants you to create a, a profile and it says like signing with Facebook or signing with Google or like create oh, yeah. an account or something like yeah. that. Uh, Apple is going to have a new one where you can sign in with Apple. Mm-hmm. But the benefit of this is that they also have a thing where they will create an uh, anonymized email address for you. If you want to hide it from the thing. So say you want to create, you want to get a bird and you create a bird account and you do it with the Apple thing and you create an anonymous email. Okay. They won't have your actual email for like them to spam you with. And then if you decide that you're tired of hearing from them, you can just block that email from forwarding things to you. I was going to say, because I do like my receipts. So I do need my receipts, but. But I mean, like all the emails will forward to you, but. You know, Bird wouldn't have your actual real email. They would just have like a, you know, user 7953 at server.apple.com or whatever. I think that's useful for stuff that you want to try and you may not stick around to. Because my inbox is full of like, hey, I tried this app and then stopped using it. There was one like, uh, oh, Touch a Modern. I, I would see their ads all the time and I would just be like that looks cool and I'd be interested in learning more, but I don't want to sign up for an account to yeah. see. And then I did like one day I was just like, fuck it. I'll look around. I'll sign up an account and look. And then I did. And then I was looking around and everything cost $30,000. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, so the- but they sent you coupons. <laughs> now that you've signed up 5% off. Come on, man. <laughs> that's real. Yeah, 5%, that's real money on a $3,000 Shea lounger. When you start getting, uh, when you start getting coupons that are like $300 off, yeah. I'm like, there is nothing there I can afford. <laughs> I am not buying anything. If it's $300 off on your coupon, I'm yeah. sorry, but nonetheless, uh, so yes, Apple is allowing that. Uh, and you'll be able to use that now on their multi-platform iTunes because iTunes will soon be no more. Yeah. Uh, it'll be Apple music. They'll do, they're Apple doing Podcasts Google, and yeah. Apple TV. They're doing yeah. what Google did, which is to say everything is Google Play, but there's Google Play Books and Google Play yeah. Music and Google Play um, uh, apps, and, and everything's just kind of spread out amongst several different uh, platforms. And um, so the one thing that Apple has done to lead the way in the last uh, ever uh, was the iPhone X XR giving you a, a kind of a budget version of the phone. And they basically said, no, fuck our guys. Uh, fuck our users. We don't care. Uh, we're not doing that anymore. And now they're just following Google for every, literally everything that they do otherwise. Yeah, if you watch so. the beginning of their keynote, it's a lot of, uh, yeah, Android did this six years ago, so we're finally catching up. Like, it, it, it's it's pretty... <sighs> but it doesn't have the Apple on it. Corey. I don't get it. My Sometimes phone I... does not have the Apple on the back. Like like uh, today they they announced with the the Apple Watch that you could finally uh you don't have to have a phone like tethered to it. You don't have to have an iPhone tethered to it. You could just get the you watch. You can just get the watch yeah. and get the apps and run them independently of the phone. Yeah. Which means that everyone who has an iWatch uh that wants it to operate has an iPhone as well. Yep. And if you had any other phone other than an iPhone, you were shit out of luck. Yeah, basically. literally, yeah. they it would not connect to yeah. any other phone other than an iPhone. So now maybe that works, but I mean, like, it's like why why would you do that? Like, I get that you want like the whole thing to work as seamlessly as possible, but like you have to understand that like you know there's somebody with a Windows laptop and an iPad 
because like, you know, they want to have the laptop for when they got to do work, but they want to have the iPad for when they're sitting on the couch and like just cruising the internet or like watching a video or something, you know, like they want a laptop that doesn't cost (laughs) $3,000. This laptop that we are sending the podcast out on cost me $400. Yeah. I, and like literally for, I, there are people at work who are bringing in laptops and I'm like, I could throw this out the window of a moving vehicle and just go I've buy I've seen it happen before. <laughs> go buy three more of them and still not pay what you have paid for this one laptop. How do you walk around with something that valuable on you? I would just never leave the house. I'd be like, okay, so uh, I'm going to have my work computer and my home computer and the work computer is going to stay at work and I'll lock it up there and then my home computer is going to stay because I don't want to get on a bus. I don't want to put it in my car. I don't want anyone to have yeah. any chance of taking my $3,000 laptop. This one, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Everything's backed up to the cloud. <laughs> yeah. If somebody takes it, like, I might lose today's data if I haven't connected and updated. Yeah, but yeah. otherwise, everything's Google's got. Um, and, like, you say that, like, the whole, like, iWatch thing. And to be fair, uh, the Google OS, Wear OS is the opposite of that. It lets you connect to any phone. Yeah. You can actually connect to an Apple iPhone. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. But um, I don't know why, but that makes me want to use everything Google. That's what I just realized. I use Chrome. I have options on the Windows laptop. Well, the, but so I, one of the things I heard in like one of those post shows talking about with the uh, developer conference today was just that, you know, like the problem is that like Apple can do certain things really well and they can figure out how to be the market on like laptops. Yeah. Because I mean, like, you know, realistically, it's still 90% of. <laughs> All computers sold are Windows computers. But they make but, it seem like it's more. But, know. I mean, like, th- there has certainly been a humongous market shift in, you know, if somebody wants a laptop, they really want a, a MacBook or a MacBook Air or something like that. Some you know? people do. Yeah. I do not. But I'm saying, like, the, the, the desire to have it as, like, a status symbol is, like, this new thing. This is the laptop yeah. of the proletariat. I will proudly <laughs> stand behind my $400 Lenovo <laughs> laptop. It's got a hammer and sickle and everything. I'm, you might have just inspired my first sticker. <laughs> just put, <laughs> put it right there where they make it glow. It doesn't have glow a glow. Right. It doesn't even have a glow thing on the back. <laughs> like I couldn't even put a fake Apple sticker and I can't put my hammer and sickle on it because it just doesn't glow. It's whatever. I have to install a little glow protocol. They saved one hundred and fifty dollars by not having a glowing <laughs> ball on the back that lets you know that I'm actually working. Uh, by the way, uh, people at my work who uh, have the Apple products, when you fall asleep on the couch and it goes to sleep and that little apple goes off, I know. I walk past <laughs> and I see that the apple's not glowing. You're not working. Uh, anyway, so I, I don't want to rail on Apple. I am just about to give them $50,000, and that really hurts my soul because <laughs> uh, everybody at work wants the status symbol of the Apple products. So good for you. Yeah. Um, what I'd like the status symbol of is a former prosecutor who was hired to do a job and did it admirably, but still is hated on by everyone from both sides. That's what I would like. Do you, uh, do you think, uh, if Robert Mueller prior to, uh, having his little press conference on Wednesday, uh, went to a tattoo shop and got impeach him on each eyelid, Mm. he went anytime he blinked, people would get the message. Like, do you think somebody would say, like, what the hell is that on his eyelids? And then they'd zoom in and try and figure it out? Because I, I don't know what else he, he could possibly do. Yeah, he ba- I mean, what he said was, uh, <laughs> let me be, like, unequivocal, uh, unequivocal. It was not my job to levy impeachment. Yeah. My job was to look for crimes. I did. We found some. When, I wasn't, when it wasn't in my purview, I passed that information on to the right people. 
but it was not my job to bring articles of impeachment. That is the job of the legislature. Yeah. <laughs> and it. and I'd rather not I'd rather not uh, testify in front of Congress because uh, it would be a lot of per my last email. Only instead of email, I'm talking about the Mueller report. Yes. The thing that he's been writing. The uh, ten thousand page yeah. document with addendums that uh, you all received. Uh, have they gotten the un? Yeah, they got the unedited version. We still haven't seen the unedited yeah. version yet. Um, but I, I think you made a great example because after the after the uh, Mueller press conference. Um, Everyone looked, uh, eyes then just shifted over to the House Leadership's office and Nancy Pelosi, and we're basically like, so, what of it? And she just turned back to the American public and said, I don't know what you want me to do. There's nothing I can possibly do. And I think you came up with the greatest metaphor I have ever heard uh, in regards to Nancy Pelosi running this train. Because we've seen, she's basically deferring and saying, the president is driving the car what is it that you want me to do? Anything I do may wreck this whole car. But she's driving one of the learner's cars, the ones with the brakes and the steering wheel on both sides. She could just slam on the brakes at any time and just be like, Donald, the stops. Literally, like, the <laughs> wheel is turning in front of her and she's turned around to the kids, us in the back seat, screaming, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, the brake is literally right there. And, and I mean, I think I that we had uh, part of our discussion. We had some very good points. Uh, both of us, uh, about like, it doesn't even have to lead to impeachment. He is literally a toddler. And if you start impeachment, all of his attention is going to go to that. Well, so, so he, here, here's the here's the news. If, if you're in the interest of Donald Trump, maybe possibly going to jail for something that he's done at some point, here's the easy way of doing it. Uh, defeat him in 2020 and... The second he steps off of Marine One yeah. and when it lands in New York or Mar-a-Lago, then they can arrest him for any number of crimes that he committed that they couldn't charge him for because he was president. Yeah. That's the easiest way to get him to jail. So if your idea is let's not cause trouble prior to the 2020 election, because maybe people will think that like we need to vote for Donald to defend his honor or something like that. I get that logic. But in the meantime... Nothing's stopping you from having all the hearings and figuring mm -hmm. out, like, whether or not you're going to do it. <laughs> like, you could just call in, you know, like, Barr doesn't want to come in. Hit him with contempt. Which they might <laughs> next week. As yeah. they, let me give him, we're going to give him 10 days to figure out whether or not he wants to come testify. And in 10 days, we're not going to hold him in contempt. We're going to take a vote on contempt. This is, this is the, at the end of the day, this is the big difference between Republicans and Democrats. Oh. If this was, if this was all flipped around, if it was president Obama and he was acting like Trump was, and it was, you know, like Paul Ryan in the, in the house speakership and stuff yeah. like that, he would, the, the second that, that, uh, what was his fucking name? The, uh, uh, a, a G under, uh, Obama there at the end. God damn it. I can't remember his name. Mm, no idea. Yeah. Anyway, it's been too if, long, folks. If it uh, was if it was Democratic Bill Barr, yeah, who was who was doing this shit with Paul Ryan, he would have a press conference where he said, Contempt. "Like, uh, I don't negotiate with terrorists." Contempt today. He, in fact, like he would have called him to testify next Thursday. He would have said, "I don't think I'm coming in next Thursday," and then Paul Ryan, with no power to do so, would have said, "You're in contempt, sir." Like, first of all. <laughs> I did not appear yet. Uh, you haven't actually called me, and you don't have the power to do that. You have to take a vote. 
Contempt. Yeah. Contempt. Trust me, that vote's coming. It's coming for you. <laughs> um, yeah, just, again, one of the things I talked about in the pre-show meeting, Benghazi went on for three years. Yeah. And if you don't think that the root of that was, we need to get Clinton in something so that we can get her to roll on Obama and have him be the one who said, let's not intervene, and impeachment. That's it. <laughs> you know what the number one thing that people were talking about with Hillary Clinton was during the entire 2016 election? But her emails. Yeah. That was the whole, like... Can we trust her with national security because of her emails with how badly she handled the Benghazi thing? I mean, like, I get it. Benghazi wasn't a great moment for anybody. No, no but, but it was like it also wasn't like the smoking gun of Hillary Clinton's like whole like political unraveling either. And also, it, it just been- worked really well because it made it seem like there was a lot of smoke going on for something that. You know whether or not she had any impact on it or not is kind of like half here of this or there. half of this administration has now been accused of keeping government emails on a private server. Like at some point, you have to be like, okay, so I get 2016. You were like butter emails. Uh, what about all of these emails? What yeah. about all of these? How is none of this going to rise to the uh, the level that we need to have at least a discussion about it? The problem is that the 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 conversation the 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 goalposts of these conversations change where it's just like well you can't trust hillary clinton because she had a private email server and it's just like well so does ivanka trump yeah and it's just like yeah well you know she has to because the the liberal media and the deep state are coming to get her and if Mm. if it was if it was government then they'd be able to just make that public anytime they want and nancy pelosi could just say make all her emails public it's like well she can't really do that with it no you say she can but she would yeah She would as she could. Meanwhile, flashed over to Nancy Pelosi, who's sitting in a corner like, please don't hurt me. Screaming at nobody, by the way. Empty office. I just want to get out of this with my with my can't lose house seat for life. And so, I mean, you say all we have to do is beat Trump in 2020. I saw an interesting fact, and I want to run this past you. I don't know yeah. if you saw this story. I mean, personally speaking, for me, if I was a if I was a congressman, I would be in for impeaching him mm-hmm. because I think that it's important that you send a message that if you are a president who is so incompetent and so terrible and doing so many things that are wrong for the country, and you have committed some sort of crime, like I don't know, obstruction of justice, half a dozen times or so, <laughs> a lot of times, then perhaps we should. I mean, like it's just like. Uh, yeah, let's not try OJ because everyone likes him in the Naked Gun movies. Like, no, that's not how this works. He committed a crime. <laughs> or at least we think he committed a crime. We're going to have to charge him for it, and that'll be up to the jury to decide. But at least he made some sort of effort. So uh, everyone's saying, let's just wait till Trump's out. And yes, we should vote Trump out. Uh, and someone asked me this week, and I did a little research, and I found a very interesting story. Uh, what do you think the odds of Trump winning in 2020 are right now? Beating any candidate of the field, the best of the candidates, if you will. I mean, it's still a coin toss, I would say. They are 50, putting 50. it at 50-50. Yeah. And the reason is because uh, 45% of the population controls the Electoral College. Yeah. Now, let's say that he gets in another four years, which is more than likely. Um or it's at least a coin toss, let's yeah. say. Especially because there's no strong Democrat. There's no Obama to come against him. It's not, you know, uh, there's no Bush to a gore here. It's, yeah. There's no strong candidate. Uh, then if he wins in 2020, by 2024, 60% of the electoral votes will be controlled by 45% of the population. By 2030, 70% of the electoral votes will be controlled by 35% of the population. Because again... 
the Electoral College is mainly based around the states, not around population. Yeah. So the Senate, it, you can use like the for Senate instance, as an example. Rhode Island has three votes. Yes. And so does Montana. Yes. And a lot of these, I mean, Rhode Island's not a great. That's a, a liberal bastion. But I'm saying like most of the most of the states are Republican, mm-hmm. but also most of those states are small. Yes. But because small states give three votes regardless, like that still like adds up to real numbers. And because the big states are actually leeching some uh, votes to smaller states. Mm -hmm. So uh, a state like California, people decide that taxes are too high. It's too liberal. And they leave and go to a neighboring state, but not in big enough numbers to sway the very, very strong uh, Republican uh, hold on the state. So maybe in po- and also we do things like we put an immigration question on uh, the the uh, census. Yeah. And now all of a sudden a bunch of people don't report. So it skews the results uh, of the census. But nonetheless, uh, there are only so many uh, house seats to go around. And those house seats are one way that we look at the electoral college. But in the end, everybody gets two for their senator. Yeah. So. That is kind of the great equalizer. And that number that I'm, I'm talking about there is how the Senate will break down, too. That by 20, what was it? 20, by 2030, 70% of the Senate will be controlled by 30% of the population. Yeah. Because although rich white people are moving other places, population is growing in population that may or may not be counted by a census is growing in urban centers. Yeah. And those places are already democratic and they're already represented by two senators. So when California loses out because it's such a big state that still has the same amount of senators as Delaware. Yes. That's like, basically it. Yeah. And so yes, they gain electors because they gain a house seat maybe, but they also, there's only so many house seats to go around, and then right now I think it's at seven hundred and ten thousand people. And ninety nine, ninety nine percent of the people in the house are worthless. Like, also true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. but but my point is that like uh, there's seven hundred ten thousand people per house seat now. As the population goes up, that number goes up too. So maybe it's up to eight fifty by twenty thirty, or a million people by twenty thirty. That doesn't change the fact that Wyoming still gets one. And they only have 200,000 people in the state yeah. because you have to have at least one, which means that, you know, other states split those votes. It just the power starts residing in less and less hands. And this is not saying I'm not for the Electoral College because states like Maryland would never see, well, places that I grew up would never see a, uh, a candidate were it not for. Uh, the electoral college. See, but Maryland doesn't see candidates anyway. Well, I mean, I would, I would say there would be more of an argument for, like, for my entire life voting in Maryland. Well, I I never had any moment where it mattered. Well, there is an actual Nazi on the ballot, so this time <laughs> you'd be able to have somebody to vote for. I mean, like, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, it, I, I've never. It, it, the presidential election was always decided within seconds of it. Of the polls closing in Maryland. Polls are closed in Maryland, and we're proud to announce that Hillary Clinton yeah. has won the vote. Uh, it's like there's in people landslide. still in fucking line. It's like, well, we know because there's so many yeah. goddamn Democrats near his day. Like, I, I it's net. I, I would love for my vote in California to mean something, mm-hmm. but for that to happen, it would need to be a popular vote as opposed to the Electoral College. And listen, I, I understand that, like, you know, smaller states want to have more of a say in the whole process. And like they want it to sort of be, you know, like the same sort of deal with the House of Representatives and the Senate, like mm-hmm. where, 
you know, the Senate, all states have two and it's all equal. And then the Congress can be divvied up by population. But I just think that, you know, like that clearly there's something wrong with the system. here. <laughs> it's to come up with a more. How how about this? Cal exit, but or not Cal exit uh, division where we divide the state up. Mm. But we have to divide it into sections of equal population. Because then we do get five different states in California, but they're all still democratically controlled. <laughs> so we now we have eight extra Democratic There's senators. the state of San Diego, state of Los Angeles, <laughs> state of San Francisco. Because the thing is, literally, the state, I think, would be divided up horizontally. And it's just like San Diego to the Arizona state line. Mm-hmm. L.A. to the Arizona state line. <laughs> Uh, and the Nevada state line yeah. and then like the Bay or Sacramento across the state, the Bay area across the state and just the most Northern city would control everything North, not yeah. by area, by population. And it would just make five democratic States do the same thing to New York. Now New York would have maybe just one make every borough a new state. Yeah. One, it would have one Democrat. <laughs> Welcome one to the state of state. Manhattan. But honestly, if you divide it by population, Long Island would be a state. And probably every borough would be a state. And then everything north of the river. Yeah. Which is all those Republican votes don't matter because they're still thrown in with the Adirondacks. (laughs) Thrown in with with, uh, Westchester. And it's like, oh, well. So now we have six Democratic states in New York and we have five Democratic states in California. They all get senators. They all get congressmen. I think we're onto a plan here. (laughs) uh, Illinois might be the same way. Split it up south side, north side. Just basically like state of north, state of north Chicago. <laughs> it, it turns into like a uh, it's a pinwheel because it's just Chicago is the center and we just draw lines out from the center, <laughs> dividing the state up. It's the only way we can get equal population. I don't know what to tell you. Move out there. There's there's more things out there. See what the problem is like at the end of the day, like it, the best thing for if Democrats wanted to start having like winning the Senate and stuff like that. Like tell all your friends to move to Kansas or something like that. That that's the way you would do it. But then the problem is that like the Democrats would get there, whatever Democrat you send to Kansas, and they'd just be like, "This is boring." <laughs> that's like it's awful. We drove through it. There's a whole lot of nothing out there. Although in Kansas City, Kansas, the highest or fastest internet in the country. Yeah, because that's where uh, fiber, the Google Fiber is. Yeah, and the but, Google headquarters is. But that's uh, going away too. Oh, damn, is it? Yeah. Well, you don't even have that. Even when <laughs> you're bored, you can't they watch your VR porn. They decided it's way too expensive to run fiber after cable everywhere. So <laughs> it was like, eh, this isn't such a great idea. We'll get out of this uh, so I, little scheme. I mean, so I, the thing is, like, how do you, without getting rid of the Electoral College, what do you do? And I don't, I don't have an answer. It's We take massive amounts of population from the cities, and we move them to the center of the country. And we say, hey, uh, keep voting Democrat here. We'll turn this place around. But... There's literally nothing. How about this? Because we talked about this idea sort of in terms of like the driving test before Mm -hmm. where it's just like if you can prove that you have super outrageous skills, then you could get extra bonus things on your license. I I think like uh, you mean and votes. I get extra votes. If I show I'm a good voter, I I get extra votes. I think number one, just make it one vote per per. Everyone gets the the equivalent of one vote as long as they fit the requirements for voting. It's SATs. Can you put your name on the ballot? Good. One vote for you. Are you 18 or are you not a felon? Good. You get one vote. And wait, but, wait, wait, wait. No, this felon thing. No. Well, you I'm should just get your voting rights back. If you're a current you felon. Okay. If you're, All right. If you're currently not a felon or you're in a state where wait, you get you, your rights. You know, Vermont lets you 
vote from prison, oh, even if you're a felon. Yeah. Okay. If you're at least 18 in every state. There we go. Okay. Uh, Why not 16, though? Because, like, if you're 16 in a presidential there's election. No, yeah, there's no there's no state that has 16, though, right now. Though. Is uh, there? It's up for vote in, like, two or three places. Okay, well, still. Right now, as of this second. Okay, all right. Don't step on my coattails. I'm trying to make a point. Okay, 18. Uh, yes. 18. You're 18. You're allowed to vote in any state. Yeah. You have the equivalent, without doing anything, of one vote. Excellent. Let's say that uh, you decide that you are an exceptional citizen. Yep. And you go and you take your exceptional citizen test. How about this? I have a political science degree. <laughs> Can I just get bonus five just for having I, a political science degree? I just I just feel like you need to, like, it, it, it'll all be factored into the test. All right. Okay. So you go down there, you take your test, and you prove. It's sort of like uh, the people who are willing to do the NSA pre-check. Okay. Like if you're willing to go through the effort of going down, you know, like TSA, proving your TSA pre- NSA. <laughs> it's all the same government. <laughs> uh, if you're willing to go down there and take the short test that proves you know more about it than other people, then mm-hmm. you get like plus ten votes. Like you well, have a, like a multiplier on this? your vote. Every person who becomes a citizen automatically gets plus ten because they <laughs> had to pass the citizenship test. So yeah. your first level of your extra voting test is the citizenship <laughs> test that everyone else has to take to become a citizen. So every new person coming in. 10 votes. And most of those people are liberal, so we're already skewing the vote the right way. And? And we, how about this? Uh, if you make the decision, instead of going down to take the test, you make the decision at 16 to knock up your just as stupid as you girlfriend, you <laughs> lose that one vote. That's what I'm saying. Also, you know, like how uh, if uh, somebody calls anonymously and says that, like, I, I think that the uh, the child in that house is not being fed. Sure. And yeah. they send like child wear- welfare out to check on the child. Yeah. There should be like a voting welfare thing <laughs> that happens too. And it's just like, uh, you get a knock on the door and it's just like, yeah, what do you want? It's just like, not off to a good start, <laughs> Jethro. <laughs> I, uh, I got a report here that you said on Twitter. Uh, Nancy Pelosi ain't good for nothing except for, Getting drunk and acting stupid on national television. Do you have a reason to say she was drunk and on national television? I saw a video. I saw a video of somebody cutting all the times where she was stuttering. Uh, sir, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to temporarily take <laughs> eliminate your vote. Your I'm going to take your vote. I'm going to eliminate your vote. But this can go the other way, too. I don't want people to think that I'm just picking on like dumb Republicans, too, because I feel like if, if you do like a... Uh, sir, I, I read on Twitter that you said that Nancy Pelosi is the most brilliant political mind of all time. It's just like, nobody is smarter than her. Your vote's denied. I'm sorry. No, can't, can't <laughs> You're have losing that. out on the can't vote this that. year. Uh, when you say, but not in jest, for serious, <laughs> that uh, Donald Trump is a Nazi. Okay, can we justify how you came up with that response? Uh, you saw it on Twitter. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to take your vote away. Uh, not that you couldn't make an argument. That's just not the one that you make. Also, I would have accepted uh, he's so dumb he doesn't realize that they're turning him into a Nazi. I'll take that I like how... Uh, we we like the, the half the time we do those podcasts we're just like we have to fight for the rights of every single person and then half the time we do this podcast we're like all right so if we take away the voting rights of like half the people all, all <laughs> like, i'm saying is i will off. fight for equal rights for everyone <laughs> but stupid people don't necessarily <laughs> deserve the same vote? rights listen we talked about it when we were talking about procreation you need a license in order to drive a car First of all, and then you never have to take another license again, and that should also not be part of this process. <laughs> Unless you, you move to another state, and then you have to take their ridiculous driver's test. But y- 
we should have a test to have kids. That, this just, I mean, you should not be procreating. Some of you should not be procreating. We should just <laughs> cut this off. Let's just be honest with each other. Not everybody should be having babies. Not everybody should be spreading that particular gene pool. Some of y'all need a little chlorine. So I am willing to say the tough things and be the chlorine if that's what it takes. That's what I'm saying is that, yes, I will fight for everyone's right to be respected and to have equal work access and to make a living. But some of you guys shouldn't be making decisions. Um, I uh, was renew. Uh, I had uh, someone bring up Brave New World. Did you ever read Brave New World? No. All right. So there's five classes of people. There's the alphas through the epsilons, uh, and everybody takes this drug called soma, and it basically keeps you nice and docile. And as awesome as that sounds, because the alphas get the most soma because life is so horrible that they're just like, I just want to dumb myself down so that I don't realize how horrible life is. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is what we should maybe not like. Maybe not like fully with all the classes, but like we should really just say, listen, this is not based on race. It's not based on anything. But, you know, just from what testing we've done, you're dumb (laughs) and you should not be granted full access to all of the. Listen, I want you to be able to walk the streets freely. I want you to be able to say whatever you want to say, mostly. (laughs) Um, But you can't have kids and you can't vote. I don't want you to be in any way in charge of what the future of America looks like because you're just not responsible enough. For that. It's like a fun Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a fun and entertaining Handmaid's Tale with less Bible verses. Yeah. Also, uh, every 13-year-old boy, vasectomy. That would st- <laughs> So many problems would be solved by vasectomies for 13-year-old boys. And they're mostly, you know, they're mostly uh, instead, reversible, so it's fine. Instead of, uh, instead of high school for teenage boys, listen to me here, prison. I mean, just sort them out a little bit while they're in their most violent years and just uh, let them... Let them let them out once they've cooled down a bit. I forget what Nicolas Cage movie it was, but it was a big prison with metal boots. And whenever they people got too rambunctious, they hit the button and the magnets locked, <laughs> and then you couldn't fight anybody because yeah. your feet wouldn't move. Maybe just that. With all the 13 to 25-year-old <laughs> We're boys, coming up with a of lot of good solutions here. I, I think you guys are, are, are not respecting our genius. On that. I'm just saying benevolent dictator. I know I've said it before. I'll bring out the guillotines at the beginning, the mag boots for 15-year-olds somewhere in the middle, and great uh, question mark equals great society. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Things will work themselves out. Real quick before we get out, because yeah. we got to get out here. Yeah, we uh, very long. We have the... Uh, you you saw the breaking news before we went on of uh oh yes looking into breaking up some of our tech giants so uh i read a story earlier this week and it's weird because then right before we started it looked like the washington post was uh breaking the news that congress is going to hold hearings for the first time in 20 years maybe uh on antitrust uh the last time that we really held was any it hearing- baseball was the last one no no so right after baseball was microsoft Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, And yeah. then they stopped the hearings because the Justice Department brought the lawsuit, which yeah. actually did break up Microsoft. And that was in the early 2000s. But um, before Microsoft... And they split that into Windows two. and to, like... Uh, office basically right yeah so so the software applications and the software operating system are now separate companies um still both owned by microsoft though which but uh, operated differently yes yes and it kind of gets to the to uh the gist of the article that i read but before that was um was baseball and then before that was the gas companies, which were broken up by their own accord to avoid further investigation and then in the last 20 years Came, came back together, yeah. uh, just like the phone companies were broken up in the 80s and now have come back together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, mm. so using the example of Microsoft, 
the article that I read uh, this week said that Google has followed the example of Microsoft's uh, antitrust thing and set up basically what Microsoft was forced to. Uh, if you guys remember from a few years ago, Google is not the parent company anymore. Alphabet is a parent company, and it owns interest, majority interest in many small companies. One of those is Google, uh, and then... Um, small little company. Small, small, very small company, which is an advertising company that runs a search engine. And then there is a suite of uh, uh, products, online products, that is G Suite, that is owned separately. Yeah. Uh, and then there is uh, the hardware, uh, Nest, was purchased by this company, and I don't mm. know what. It, I guess it's still called uh, Home. Well, they're yeah, they're they're doing the. It's going to be Nest now, though. It's Nest, which Nest is I think part yeah. of their thing is they right. wanted a different name for that part of the company. Yeah. So now it's Nest. So they've created this. Uh, well, Window or Microsoft owned the Windows company, and it owned uh, Works. Yeah, which is not what they call it, but whatever. And Google has followed this example. And what this article said is, I think from the beginning they said, how can we avoid being broken up? by antitrust litigation. Here's how we do it. We follow what the litigation ended up with and parent company, smaller other companies, and they can't have the same members on the board. Meanwhile, across the way uh, in Silicon Valley, Facebook followed the exact opposite example. They followed the Ma Bell example, which is uh, one person or small group of people has very high majority share in the company and controls everything. And when they buy products, they just merge them into their existing framework. So um, one of the things this article said, and, and uh, I may be misquoting, so forgive me, but is that a billion people use WhatsApp for messaging. Another billion people use Facebook Messenger for messaging. And then another, a third billion people use both of these things interchangeably. This is America and Western Europe, I would mm. say. Uh, use both of these things. WhatsApp is used a lot in the developing world, uh, and Facebook Messenger is used... Um, I guess that would probably be America. Western world. Western world. Yeah. But then like Russia and Eastern Europe use WhatsApp and uh, Facebook Messenger. Anyway, something like between two and three billion people use these three pro these two products to communicate. Both are controlled by one company and both are basically parts of Facebook. So they have set themselves up for this. And I'm sure, if you, if you, I'm sure they would have looked into Instagram DMs and stuff like that too. They would have gotten, and that was so. It, that was just the communication aspect of it. Then they were looking at this, the total social media space, and like with uh, Google Plus shutting down and not even being available. When you're talking about uh, English-based uh, social media, it is Twitter, and then Facebook. Because yeah, Facebook contains Instagram, and there's actually two or three smaller European brands mm -hmm. that are actually part of Facebook, even though they're they're I, bitted out as separate. I I do wonder though, like. It, Facebook's argument at the end of the day is in that they stifled competition so much as they were the only one that people wanted to use, right? I mean, like, yeah, but you um, can't blame Google for having a bad product. Like, you know, if Google Plus was good and people started using it, then Facebook wouldn't be the dominant market share that it is today. Standard <clears throat> Oil was broken up despite the fact that during the litigation, the government found that oil prices were lower with Standard Oil than they would have been in a competitive market. But they said it's not about whether or not the consumer benefits from it. It's about consumer choice. That's yeah. it. So, mm. um, again, Windows uh, being forcibly installed on all IBM machines doesn't necessarily mean that it was bad because the competitors to Windows would have made those machines more expensive. And by putting it on everything, it actually made it cheaper for the consumer. But that's not important. It's about choice. But it was the fact that you had to buy that machine with the Microsoft Word preloaded and PowerPoint yes. and everything like that 
preloaded on the thing because you were buying Windows and. But mm. their point was, though, that that still made it cheaper mm. than the competitors. Yeah. So the consumer was benefiting from that scenario, but the problem was they didn't have a choice. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And uh, Facebook controls such a huge market share that it's bordering on not giving people a choice. Whether or not the product is good and whether or not it's cheap and whether or not it benefits people, you can't control too much of the mo- Now, I honestly, I wish Congress would get more involved in, I don't know, news, uh, newspapers, uh, television stations. Yeah. Uh, media, media in the United States is now controlled by, well, no, it's still six, six companies because Fox News wasn't included in the Disney merger. Yeah. But it's five really big companies and then the skeleton of what remains from a sixth company that controls every, all of the news that you hear. Um, and they're not looking into that. They're looking into Facebook, but also Facebook may have poisoned our election. So perhaps I, I think I think you draw attention you uh you find yourself in the middle of consequences from time to time oh. but I think I think that this is just something interesting to think about this coming week yeah. we we could get into it more as soon as we figure out like what are they going to have hearings yeah what what's going to happen like? but like is the robot going to be pulled out of the shed to go be put in front of congress again who are who are the people who are going to get the government ire that sort of thing yes but uh I don't know. It's an interesting thought exercise, I guess, prior to whatever is about to happen. Uh, how do you feel about Facebook being broken up or any of these other companies, uh, Google, uh, having to be broken up under monopoly status? And if you feel like you're on the mm-hmm. wall, uh, something I watched this week, which I recommend you watch, uh, Corey, I know it's on your list, the uh, Brexit movie with Benedict mm, Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, that will make you feel some kind of way <laughs> about this whole situation. So well, good. keep that in mind. If you want to feel another certain way, you know where you can go? Uh, OTheAnthem.com Corey to OTheAnthem.com OTheAnthem on Facebook Twitter, Instagram And the listener line 443-219-7595 What's the number again? 443-219-7595 You can find more of me At uh, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com Facebook.com Forward slash CoreyBakerFilm At LegendCB5 On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat The Rocketman review is out right now I thought Taron Edgerton was delightful And uh, you can see that video on YouTube Or on any podcatcher uh, the best way to find it is at anchor.fm slash Corey Baker film. And uh, I will be releasing an Aladdin review on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might be surprised with what I say in that one. Hmm. Are you also going to not invite Rob to go see Aladdin? No. Hmm. Rob did not get an invite to go see. Well, that Rocket was a very, it was a very last minute mm-hmm. decision mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was invites sent out. Rob did not receive one. Very, very sad. Uh, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, the news website, and the books which are available on Amazon. Byron's books. And of course, right now, as we speak, perhaps, uh, the print version of uh, the movement, Tales of Valor and Villainy, is now up. I think you said that you got a notice, right? I got a I got an email saying that the Kindle version was up. I haven't seen ah. the actual paper book paperback version yet. Okay, uh, but uh, it, soon after hearing yeah. this, you will you. It, I know that it has been totally approved by Barnes and Noble, so you'll be able to find it there. The, the not just the Kindle, but the electronic version is now available anywhere you want to find it, including Google Play. Um, but the uh, we're waiting on final approval at uh, Amazon Books. But uh, we are. I already have now have a release schedule. New book coming out in June. Which, shit, is this month? Uh, <laughs> Got to get on that. June 21st will be the new book. Uh, and uh, a even newer book will be out in September. Actually, mm. no, that's not true. Uh, it's a second a edition. N- a newer, of, older book. Uh, second edition of my <laughs> favorite book, 
uh, that I've ever written will be out in September. So we already have a release schedule. Stay tuned for more of that. Well, I think we've done good here today. Uh, We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the Yo! The Anthem podcast, part of the Yo! The Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Now how how to commit to memory. Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman. That way I don't get it wrong. Don't do Adri anymore or something like yes. that. Adley? Like 80. Yeah. I mean, uh, is it really going to matter, though? Because uh, I sense an MCL tear coming oh, in the future. Oh, no. And there he goes. There's the Orioles' chances down no. as well. We'll see you next week, everybody.